This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 847, Five Things You Need to Know Before Buying a House, by James Altucher of jamesaltucher.com. And welcome, I'm Dan. I'm your host here at Optimal Finance Daily, where I read to you from some of the best personal finance blogs on the planet. I'm here each weekday doing just that. And before we get to it, thank you to Fundrise for their support. Fundrise enables you to instantly access high-quality, high-potential private market real estate projects from high-rises in D.C. to multifamily apartments in L.A. And each real estate project is carefully vetted and actively managed by Fundrise's team of real estate pros. Fundrise is the future of real estate investing. Visit fundrise.com OFD. That's F-U-N-D-R-I-S-E dot OFD to get your first three months of fees waived. Now today I have a post from James Altucher and he often writes with shock values. So if you're a homeowner, take it lightly and you can use this to think of things in a little bit of a different way. With that, let's get right to the post and start optimizing your life. Five things you need to know before buying a house by James Altucher of jamesaltucher.com. I hate buying houses. I don't hate many things, but I've lost millions of dollars buying houses. The stress is unbearable when you need to sell, and you have no money when you need it. It's a prison. The white picket fence is the prison bars. The bank is the guards looking in, and the need to protect your family keeps you in a solitary confinement of guilt and anxiety and stress. I won't give all the reasons. Google Altucher and homeownership. I wrote about it a few times. Then someone wrote against my arguments, and I responded to those. On and on but some people simply must own homes. I will no longer argue with them. Everyone wants to know, is now the right time? They have good reasons. Roots, a lawn for their kids. Somehow lawns cost a $100,000 down payment and huge interest rates. A place where they know they can be for 20 years, even though on average Americans buy new houses every five years. They love the neighborhood and there are no rentals in the neighborhood. They think it's an investment. And it's the American dream. Blah. Fine buy a house. Never forget that you are being brainwashed by banks, by marketing campaigns, by Fannie Mae, controlled by the government, by your job that is afraid of you having mobility, by governments that love to know where all of your assets are when they need to seize them, and so on. As long as you're aware of those, then you are ready for what you're about to hear. But please at least do the following before you make this decision. You have to say yes to all of these, and then it might be a decent choice for you. A. You love toilets or talking about them, or talking to people who love toilets. Because I hate to be the one to break this to you, but you are losing your hair. And clumps of hair will get in your pipes, and then your toilets will stop. And when guests are over, the toilet will overflow, and stuff will go all over the floor. It will happen. Good luck. B, you love Home Depot. Love it. It's so amazing. Empty aisle after empty aisle. It stretches to infinity, and nobody seems to work there. It's like an abandoned Death Star. Where did all the stormtroopers go? Is there one person who can tell me where the air conditioners are and then the bug spray and then shovels? I need a shovel now, but there's nobody. See, you don't know how to add. I have nothing against that. A lot of people can't do basic addition. I'm one of them. See earlier how I lost millions. If you don't know how to add, I have a solution that makes it so you don't need to know how to add. But first, what is the true cost of your house? Own equals down payment plus size of mortgage plus all the interest payments plus all the taxes, which can't be calculated since taxes will go up in unexpected ways, plus all maintenance, which also can't be calculated, plus opportunity cost of time, which is minimal because you love Home Depot and toilets. 
Rent equals all of your rental payments added up minus what you would make buying bonds with the money you would have used on a down payment. Then compare the two. Which one is more? Don't do the choice that adds up to more, unless see parts D and E. You can argue that I should also minus what one would make from the rising value of a house, but it's basically unpredictable and people put that money into buying the next house anyway. Housing prices in many parts of the country are still down from 10 years ago, so who knows? And housing has not gone up faster than inflation over the past 100 years. And if you believe in housing as an investment, you can rent and then take what would have been your down payment, borrow 100% against it, this is allowed in any bank, and buy a residential REIT on the stock market. Then it's liquid and you can sell any time regardless of how the economy is doing. So if you truly believe that housing is going up from here, in other words, you are a prophet from God and somehow know these things when nobody else does, then you can rent and put all your money times two into a REIT. So a house is a good investment is never really a good argument unless D, you love death, debt, and divorce when it happens to others. There's no way to predict if housing is going up or down, so you need to get death, debt, or divorce on your side. These are basically the only ways you can guarantee you are getting a better deal than anyone else. If every house in an area is going for $400,000, then you want to make sure you don't pay more than two hundred dollars to 250000 That's called good investing. Good investing is not about predicting the future. It's about getting a deal. This is an important concept no matter what you are investing in, and it's the concept everyone forgets. You get a deal when someone dies and the kids don't want to handle the hassle. You get a deal when two people get divorced and they need to quickly sell their house regardless of price. And you get a deal when someone gets into too much debt and, for instance, is foreclosed on. That's it. Sometimes you get a deal when someone has to move for work also, but in these days, this is usually related to debt. Don't buy a house unless you are getting a deal. Even if you've convinced yourself you'll be living there for 30 years. Remember, you can't predict the future. Well, you don't need a deal if E, you have a lot of cash. If you buy a house, have four times the amount of the mortgage sitting in cash in your bank account. Seems like a lot, right? Why not just buy the house in cash? Because then you might run out of money, particularly if there's a prolonged economic slump. Again, unpredictable, but why risk the worst-case scenario when you don't have to? I don't like to risk bad worst-case scenarios. Now, I don't think there will be a big slump, but why take a chance with your life? Worst-case scenarios are too scary. You can die. Cash is a beautiful thing. Having cash in the bank keeps you calm when everyone else is committing suicide. Treat your cash nice so it treats you nice. Don't throw it all into a down payment on a house. As I explained in prior posts, that's a very nasty thing to do to your cash. So there, that's my checklist. I assume you do all the other things when you rent or buy. Look for good schools, live in a nice area, etc. This is not an argument against buying a house. I respect that many people want to own a home for whatever reason. This is just my checklist. This is an argument to keep you sane so you can focus on other things in your life. Follow this checklist, and whether you rent or own, you will preserve enough of your sanity to be able to be creative and explore the world. Be an explorer, not a prisoner. You just listened to the post titled Five Things You Need to Know Before Buying a House by James Altucher of jamesaltucher.com. And speaking of real estate, thank you again to Fundrise for their support. Come by fundrise.com OFD to have your first three months free. Private market real estate has historically provided excellent ongoing cash flow even as it supports long-term growth. 
private market assets like these are a strategy for diversifying beyond public market investments and even other kinds of real estate, like publicly traded REITs, mentioned in today's post. And Fundrise is the future of real estate investing. The platform's innovations power an investor-first model by eliminating the bloated costs and middlemen that have traditionally weighed down real estate investing, saving investors time and money. That's why it's frequently mentioned as a recommended tool in the blogs I narrate here. Unparalleled transparency and real-time reporting lets you see how the development of specific properties impact your overall portfolio. So come check it out. Visit fundrise.com OFD. That's F-U-N-D-R-I-S-E dot com slash O-F-D to have your first three months of fees waived. And that is it for today. Thank you so much for listening and have a great rest of your day. I'm gonna see you back here tomorrow for another episode where your optimal life awaits.